1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Military Mom Talk Radio on a Monday in the beginning of February. Already, it's the start of February, and I just don't know where January went. I don't know where 2013 went, so... (laughs) Uh, Anyway, this is Robin with you today. Sandra is uh, struggling with Los Angeles traffic. Um, She, as we speak, is is coming back in the midst of of Los Angeles traffic, so anybody who lives out there can very well appreciate what she's facing right now. so if we get to say hi to her later in the show we will but if not we were going to wish her well and safe travels in in Los Angeles and in a bit we're going to welcome Blythe Lippman to the show Blythe is a host here on Toganet she's an author Um, she is a radio personality television personality and she has done so many things in the family and baby industry so if you have not had a chance to tune into some of Blythe's Shows We do hope that you'll find her on the Toganet Network and in iTunes. She um, has plenty of shows for you to uh, tune in and find all of the uh, questions to whatever answers you as a new mom or dad have. Before we say hi, I'm sure everyone has been... Uh, either happy or grumbling about the uh, results of the game yesterday and if you are a football fan I hope you had a great day yesterday and I hope it was a, a, a good day for you and if you were for the other team then I hope you're hoping already for next year. Um, one of the things that I know had launched yesterday um, one of the first public service announcements that came out and I happened to notice this on our Facebook page. <clears throat> the Army Army is unveiling a series of gold star public service announcements honoring survivors of the fallen. And most of us in the military uh, realm certainly understand and appreciate what a blue or a gold star means if you see one on a lapel. But what they're finding is the general public is just kind of getting lost in um, what it does mean to be wearing a blue or a gold star. Um, one of the people who is behind this initiative, um, Donna Angerman, a Gold Star wife who manages the Survivor Outreach Services program for the Army, was quoted in saying, it's heartbreaking to think that a mom wearing a Gold Star might have someone come up and ask her, what a beautiful pin, where do I get one? Or um, just not appreciating the, the gravity and the... Uh, and the, uh, the inc- incredible weight, I guess you could say, that goes behind wearing this pin. This is very difficult to put this pin on your lapel on so many levels. So um, these public service announcements are coming out. The first one was, I did not see it, <clears throat> but the first one was to have aired yesterday at the, on the game. And over the course of the next year, there is a series of these public service announcements that are coming out. Um, The Army was also quoted as saying, we're committed to our survivors, we owe it to them to ensure they get the support and services they deserve for as long as they need it. Educating the public on the meaning behind the gold star pins is simply another way to reaffirm our survivors' that we understand and honor the sacrifices they've made for our country. Excuse me, I'm on the tail end of a cold, so my voice is a little raspy here. So I hope you all do find uh, a minute to look up these PSAs, if you don't happen to see them on your local station, uh, and that you are sharing them so that um, other people are certainly aware of this initiative. I think it's it's tremendous and I'm hoping that it is extremely successful in accomplishing its mission. One of the other things that I happened to see that came across our Facebook, um, is a, um, new initiative that's starting. It is, um, called the Army's Comprehensive Soldier and Family Fitness Program. It's launching a new social media platform for soldiers, their families, and Army civilians. And I guess what this is, it's called Army Fit, that's their trademark, uh, is designed to offer members of the total Army with tools and resources that will help them be more self-aware and therefore have the ability to begin the process of self-development and self-improvement. Now, earlier in the last year, we did have somebody on the show. and unfortunately, I don't recall the person's name, but it was sort of a self-evaluation process that one would go through, especially during reintegration to sort of help you get back on track and know all right, I did this for X number of years in the military, now how am I going to transcend into civilian life and how can I bring all of the expertise that I have into um, a qualified venue or a qualified career in the civilian world? Well, this is something that the military is offering. Uh, Being Army Fit is a state of mind in addition to having a strong physical capability, said CSF2 Director Colonel Kenneth Riddle. The Army Fit online platform is designed to build one's comprehensive fitness across all areas of strength, social, emotional, spiritual, family, and physical. Army Fit will help our Army family be strong, both physically and psychologically. Now, if you'd like a little bit more information, because that's just a very, very brief synopsis of what this is all about, um, visit them at CSF2, and that's Charlie Sierra, is it? Foxtrot 2, at, uh, excuse me, csf 2 dot. Army.mil, M-I-L. <clears throat> Go to that website and it'll have lots more information for you um, on about this program and I think that it's definitely interesting and I'm, I'm sure the morale welfare and recreation programs have been well researched so I'm sure that this is going to be very beneficial to all. Um, I also wanted to uh, remind everybody that there is uh, a Coast Guard admirer opportunity. If you are a Coast Guard cheer, cheerleader if you will uh, go to hashtag cg admirer a d m i r e r send them a tweet and why send them a tweet why you love the coast guard and you could have a chance to be featured on a video display at coast guard headquarters so find the u.s coast guard on facebook and find them at hashtag cg admirer on twitter and send them a tweet and that could be something for you And I know the Marines don't want to be forgotten, and I can't let the Marines be forgotten in my household, (laughs) my son-in-law. We – if you – like the Marines page on Facebook you will you could possibly be the fan of the week next week if you or someone you know would like to be considered for the Marines fan of the week be sure to submit the nomination on their Facebook wall or I'm sure more contact information would be on their Facebook page so absolutely go ahead and look up uh, that on Facebook there's so many things that you can find on Facebook and you know it's kind of funny at first it's sort of started out being a kind of a kid thing and uh, as as parents were feeling that it wasn't really a place for us but so many networking for businesses so many networking for uh, organizations uh, it's just really become quite the network so whatever you're looking for I'm sure you'll find it on Facebook. Someone else you'll find on Facebook is Blythe Lippman, and she's joining me today, and I'm so excited to talk to Blythe because she has to be one of my absolute favorite people. Blythe is the host of Baby and Toddler Instructions right here on Toganet. She is also the author of Help My Baby Came Without Instructions and also Help My Toddler Came Without Instructions because, boy, once you get through that first year...
2: All the rules change right Blythe? Oh yeah they're constantly changing.
1: (laughs) Hi Blythe welcome. Hi Brian how are you? Oh great other than a little scratchy throat here I'm so glad you're with us today because I've got to say that there are many military families who all of a sudden um, either have physical changes in their where they're living maybe they have to get uh, stationed someplace else, or maybe one of the parents has to be deployed for uh, an un- unknown time. And it's, we in the military know that that nothing is ever concrete. We are always having to be flexible and we have to um, be ready to just go with the flow, so to speak, you must find, and we're coming up to the break, so we're not going to quite get into it just yet, but you must find whether someone is in civilian life or whether they're in the military, you've got to be flexible as a parent.
2: Absolutely, have to be flexible. I have so many tips that I want to share with your listeners, with your military moms, dads, parents, but I do have to say something about the Super Bowl. I live in Arizona, and we're hosting the Super Bowl next year yay
1: (laughs) maybe you'll come that's fantastic i'll have to i'll have to come so that well we have to get the patriots to win so i can come (laughs) We have to get the
2: patriots to win and i have to tell you that game was something else
1: and you know
2: somebody has to lose and my hat's off to any of these people that are in sports they take such chances every day that they're in these sports that you know what it was so sad because they talked about making the children proud. Our children are always proud of us, we hope.
1: I think so. And it, whether it be a Super Bowl or whether it be the Olympics, you're right. There's so much dedication that has to go into uh, preparing. And I love the the. – there's been a little uh, – Tide put it out, I think, Tide and Pampers, a little commercial recently showing the what the kids have gone through since they were in diapers and all the way to all the trials that a mom – Uh, sees their children through to finally seeing the child's success and I'm I'm very proud of all of the moms who have been behind all of the athletes and all of the moms who have been behind all of our military personnel because they are the ones that are back home um, keeping everything going until our loved ones are home. We're here today with Blythe Lippman of Baby and Toddler Instructions. I do hope you'll stay, get a cup of tea or a cup of coffee. We'll be right back.
0: Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system, keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd, and we'll be right back after these.
3: Join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu, Wednesday nights at 10, 9 central on Toginet.com.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio today. It's Robin Boyd with you uh, while Sandra Beck is negotiating Los Angeles traffic. So we wish her well and uh, hope she gets back home fairly soon. <laughs> I know we kind of look at Los Angeles traffic out here, Blythe, and, um, you know, we we look at the four or six or eight lanes or however many lanes are out there, and we get frustrated with our two lanes, one going one way and one going the other way. <laughs> So I don't know how I would negotiate Los Angeles traffic, but I guess when you have to, you have to.
2: <laughs> you know, I can I've never driven that myself, but I have driven in, in Manhattan in the city and if those if those cab horns aren't enough to intimidate you when you're driving, oh, yeah. I'll stay here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> When I'm in the city, I'm uh, I'm very comfortable in the subways. I just as soon get on the underground and are in Boston, we call it the T, and uh, I can find my way around the city very, very easily in the underground instead of trying to find a parking lot that space or pay the $20 for the parking place or get in the wrong lane and then realize that you're all of a sudden in Connecticut before you can turn around. <laughs> oh, it's a mess.
2: You know what? I remember the T. I went to BU. And the tea it was so easy to get around
1: on the tea it is it 's wonderful, and i haven 't been to New York City in an awfully long time, but i got to say uh, i 'm sure that everybody using the underground, my cousin who lives in um, on Long Island and works right in manhattan That's that 's what she does. She takes the train in every day today we 're talking with Blythe Littman. She is an author, a publisher, um, she is a caregiver, a consultant. Boy, Blythe, you have a wealth of information for anybody who has a brandy new baby and just are not sure. Your recent book that just came out, Help My Toddler Came Without Instructions, tell me how some of the feedback that you're getting with this particular book.
2: You know, well, I'm getting great feedback because the people that bought the first one, Help and More Help,
1: I did one <laughs> in the middle,
2: um... Like the next step, because what I do with my books is I try to make easy-to-use tips, and sometimes I say common sense, but it's only—it's not really common sense because you know what? Let's face it: new parents have never had babies or toddlers, and you think you've just got it, whether no matter what age, and then the baby will do something different, or the toddler (laughs) will do something different, and you go, "Darn! I thought this is what we were doing." (laughs) <laughs> and it's forever changing. So what I did with the toddler book, the feedback's been great. Thank you for asking. But I, I put everything in this toddler book that I thought a parent would want to know. You know, everything from bye-bye binky to it's my potty and I'll try if I want to with potty <laughs> training. And, you know, tantrums and biting and anything that toddlers do that it's all normal because toddler time is all about me and that's mm-hmm. it it's all me and they're all you know they're experimenting and they want to do things by themselves so i had a great time writing this book as well as the other ones
1: i think what's um scary to parents is that they're worried that either their child isn't <clears throat> doing a behavior or patterning like the person next to them or the other family member or you have the grandparents who are saying, well, when you were 18 months old, you were already without oh, a doctor yeah. and without the banking. <laughs> and you're always going to have somebody else who's kind of putting that guilt trip on you. And you have to back up and say, oh my God, am I really doing something wrong? Is it me? Did I? What did I do? And having a book like yours, Blythe, or having your book, I shouldn't say like yours, having your book, Is giving parents sort of not necessarily guidelines to their developmental stages, but guidelines. Period. Because if this behavior presents at 12 months, 14 months, or 16 months, it doesn't matter what age it's happening. The behavior is there, and you need to know how to handle that behavior. It doesn't matter what age it comes. So that's one of the beauties of your book is that it is this cool directory. You can kind of just go and look up whatever the issue is. And you can find all these wonderful tips that is going to help mom or dad or caretaker through it.
2: You know, thank you. And I'm so glad you called them guidelines. In, in uh, Help My Baby Came Without Instructions, there's a chapter called My Baby Walked at Six Months. How about yours? It's bragging and other nonsense. And how to deal with exactly that because mm-hmm. let's face it, especially moms, we all compare. You know, I don't care how old your kids are. We always compare, and there's no right or wrong. As long as you know your child's healthy, and if you absolutely have a question, you know, don't hesitate going to the pediatrician and getting things checked out just for your own peace of mind. But, sure. you know, there's two year olds that don't say a lot of words, and there's two year olds that talk in complete sentences.
1: That's right. So they're
2: all different, and they are guidelines. There's no definite age that every child does something.
1: And have you done many studies with placement, family placement? Because I know a second child is not going to speak as soon as, say, the first child did, primarily because the first child has been interpreting for that second one all the all the way along. And that, I mean, that happened right in our family. Our Our daughter never talked probably until she was almost two because our son was doing all the talking for her.
2: That's funny you said that because my son... Growing up, he didn't do half the things my daughter did. And he said, well, I watched her. I'm not going to get in trouble. I see God her. You know, let her do all those things. You know what? The placement matters sometimes, but it also depends on the child again. Yeah. It's, it's all different. And, okay. you know, especially, you know, because this is military mom talk radio, you think about single parents home with their children. If they do have another parent that's deployed, it's really tough because you don't have that every day to bounce off the other person.
1: Right. And it is hard because you could, I know so many times I would say to my husband, oh, my gosh, you know, do you believe that she just did that? Or, oh, my goodness, shouldn't she have done that or whatever? And it's true when you're all alone. I think that's when all of a sudden the worry comes in instead of the discovery. So um, having a friend like you, whether it be in print or by phone or by Skype, which you are available. (laughs) I am. I love doing my
2: consults.
1: I, I just love,
2: you know, people can call me. They can go to babyinstructions.com, which is my website, and my office number is on there. I love what I do. As you know, I talk about it all the time. I, I really mm-hmm. do. But, you know, the, one of the things that came to mind when we were talking about me being on the show is moving. Because I know in the military you can, you can move a lot a lot of different times. And I can tell you, we weren't in the military, but I moved 27 times in my lifetime. Ouch. Yeah. And the first couple of moves, I was crazy neurotic and had to have every, had to have everything put away the first day or I was crazy. But as, as I had, you know, my two children, what I realized, one of the most important things that I want to share is if you do need to make a move and you have little ones, the most important thing is to do their rooms first. Mm -hmm. You know what? The kitchen will get, put back together, you're, you know, make sure you all have a place to sleep and sheets on the bed. But I found that having your little ones adjust, especially the, you know, the toddlers, maybe not the babies, little babies so much, but especially the toddlers, when they move into a new place, making it as comfortable with their lovey and their own sheets and their own comforter and doing that the first night, even if they end up in your bed in the middle of the night, it's really, it's really helpful with the transition.
1: Do you have a lot of people concerned about babies who crawl into bed with mom and dad
2: you know that's a loaded question (laughs) i I know it
1: is that's a very loaded question
2: (laughs) it's a loaded question because it's really nice to cuddle with your children but the Mm -hmm. other thing is it's the most difficult habit to break Mm-hmm. once you once your child gets used to crawling into bed with you or sleeping with you, it's a tough, tough habit to break because let's face it it's maybe they're scared, maybe they heard a noise, maybe they just want to be with mommy or daddy you know it's it's nice to do that, but I have a lot of questions, usually around nine or ten months old when the baby's been sleeping in bed with mm-hmm. the parent, and they don't want the baby in there anymore because first of all, they're bigger, second yeah. of all, they're not going to stay in bed, they don't sleep great. And as far as I go, I've looked at lots of studies. And to me, it is just not safe to have a baby sleep in bed with you. And if you want the baby in your room, I the co-sleepers that go right next to your bed uh-huh. that are at the same height as the, as the mattress, you know, if that's what you want to do, I just think it's so dangerous because as new parents, you're so sleep deprived. And God forbid you roll over on the baby or the baby gets wedged you know, under a pillow. And unfortunately there's been many deaths because of that very problem. So, you know, a cradle, but that isn't really what you asked me. I just go off on this tangent because it it worries me when I hear that. So co-sleeping, the co-sleeper is great. Um, But just remember, if you're going to let your child cuddle or crawl in your bed, you're going to have to break the habit sometime. You know, you don't want your seven-year-old sleeping with you. At least most people don't. Yeah.
1: (laughs) We did. We had a kid in bed with us for a, a good amount of time. But I don't want to say it was an uncomfortable amount of time. Because the times that they crawled in was because they needed a hug or they needed they. I don't want to say my kids had nightmares, but they had creative dreams and they would get concerned and it would be hard for them to resettle. So whether we just read for a minute or I went back to their room and read for a minute was usually what we would try to do. And they did grow out of it. They It was just a short amount of time for each of them. Um, And fortunately, we were were able to get them to get back in their bed, um, which is not the reason why we only had two children, but... (laughs) Oh, we're here today with Blythe Littman. She is author and publisher, and she is the host of Baby and Toddler Instructions on Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time here on the Toganet Network. If you have not tuned in, please do. And if you have missed any of her shows, find her right here on Toganet, or you can find her on iTunes, just as you can with all of our military mom talk radio shows as well. She is the author of Help My Baby Came Without Instructions, More Help, and... And recently, she has just uh, released Help My Toddler Came Without Instructions. Thank goodness, because there are so many people (laughs) with those beautiful little toddlers who have been helped by Blythe. Stay tuned. We've got her for the rest of the show. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Blythe.
0: Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these.
4: Familia, faith, identity, tradicion. Latina life is never boring, but it can be muy dramatica. So how do you coexist between the old school ways of la abuela and the new school life you're creating for yourself without losing your faith, familia, identity, or tradiciones? Welcome to Living Latina with Francesca Escoto, where culture curls and curves collide in one spicy cross-cultural conversation that will leave you begging for masks. Francesca tackles all the important issues, from politics to family values to religion to...
5: Do holidays and celebrations get you down and leave you feeling frazzled? Then join Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon, 11 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. Sandy will help you discover the secrets to having the celebrations you've always dreamed of while adding fun and meaning to your life. From Valentine's Day to Christmas to special family events, Sandy Fowler will show you how to put the fun and meaning back into those special days by taking a look at what we can do to turn the upcoming holidays into cherished memories and show us how to allow it to intertwine with everyday life. For more on the show, Sandy, and to receive Sandy's Holiday Happiness Booklet, go to HeartfilledHolidays.com. Then get set to discover the secrets to creating happy holidays and happy everydays by joining Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon Eastern Standard Time on TogiNet.com.
1: Welcome back, everyone. This is Robin Boyd with you today, and we're joined today by Blythe Lipman. She is our baby and toddler expert. Um, Many, many babies have been uh, comforted, and many parents have been comforted by Blythe over the years. Um, If you have missed any of the earlier part of the show, do connect with us at militarymomtalkradio.com. You can always find our shows on iTunes and right here on the Toganet Network. We hope you'll listen to all of the past shows and tune in for a great year ahead. We have a lot of great shows coming up for you. So we're so glad you're here with us. Blythe, one of the things that we started talking a little bit about uh, earlier in the show... When a parent has to be deployed and uh, another parent is home or sometimes two parents are deployed and a grandparent is taking over or another um, parent, um, there needs to be some support somewhere because it's challenging enough when there's two parents involved, but when it's just one person that's the caretaker, uh, what are some of the things that you have offered to people as uh, support to get through those times?
2: Well, you know, Robin, first of all, thank you again for having me on the show. I love being on your show. We love you. It's a great show. (laughs) Um, Get to know your neighbors. You know, when you're in a strange place or even if you're not in a new place, make sure you know your neighbors. It's great to know your neighbors all the time. But, you know, it's so important to have support. If you have to run out, this is what I always think of. If you have children, you have neighbors that have children or even a little older something comes up, you have to run out in a second. You need to have somebody to call. So it's always great to find out who your neighbors are. Also, if you have a child that is going to go to preschool, especially a toddler, make sure the teacher knows that your partner has been deployed. Because the adjustment sometimes causes not bad behavior issues, just different issues. The child may act different, and the teacher won't know, you know, if the, if you're... Child sick or if something's bugging them or they didn't get a good night's sleep so make sure the teachers know that there's been a change in the family. Also I tell all parents if you're not in a play group try to start one or just have a play date with one of you know another child and if you live near a library See if they have a story hour. A lot of libraries have story hours and you know you can always start something. I know new parents are busy and I know you may be working, but even on a Saturday morning for an hour, you can have a play date in, in the jammies. Invite another child over and let them play in their pajamas. So there's there's so much so much to think about, but you want to have that support. And also, you know, you can always call me
1: absolutely (laughs) can always call blight but i think you're right because i do i know sometimes when you're home alone with a little one day in day out and you're listening to the repetitive little jingles or the little um the little songs or the little things that that calm them you really do get starved for adult conversation and as much as you might be on facebook or or twitter trying to communicate with somebody it's just not the same so you're right having a play group or just having somebody over and letting the kids play it might only be for an hour but at least getting to know somebody and i gotta tell you you never know when you have to make that emergency trip for the ipecac or whatever (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if it's not in the in the medicine cabinet, and uh, what are you going to do if you uh, you know have a, a real emergency if you don't know somebody nearby? That is uh, so
2: important. you know and in, in my toddler <laughs> book, I have a chapter on play dates and how to what different kinds of play dates are and how to plan <laughs> a play date because there's some definite rules. you know you don't want to have too many children, you don't want them to stay too long and some play groups, A big thing with the playgroups, especially this time of year, Robin, are colds and runny noses. One Mm -hmm. parent may think a runny nose is not a big deal. And another parent may say, well, I'm not going to bring my child. So if you're going to have three or four moms Mm and need to establish a rule, you know, what's okay? Or can you bring a baby with you? Mm -hmm. So I did a whole chapter on that because there are a lot of questions.
1: They're very good questions. I know what I would do when I would have the kids uh, have a friend over I would isolate only certain toys that they would be playing with during that time, and those are the toys that I could very easily wash afterwards. I did not want somebody going up into the kid's bedroom and just touching everything or laying on their bed or, you know, if they had a sniffly nose and laying on their pillow or whatever. I didn't want that much um going on i i kept them in a in one area of the house and i only let them engage with a certain few amount of toys and that helped keep the illnesses down i have to say um we were fortunate and maybe it was partly because i was cognizant of all of that but maybe it was just that we had very healthy kids um we didn't have runny noses and sick kids very often in our house
2: you know that is so important and another piece of that with the toys that I love that you said that.
1: Mm-hmm. If you're
2: going to have a if you're gonna have play dates or playgroup over, if you have a toddler that's three, four, you know, that's a little older, make sure their favorite toys are not out. Many times toys get broken or they get thrown. Oh, so mm-hmm. if your child has a favorite toy, put it away and don't leave that favorite toy out during playtime.
1: Oh, I like that. That's a good point. <clears throat> Plus, they get very possessive sometimes. If they haven't gotten into, if they're still in that parallel play mode, they're not quite ready to share sometimes. So if that is their absolute favorite thing, that's the one thing that gives them comfort. So to, to have to share that is going to be difficult. I would try and always put different toys out at a play date so that both kids... My own child and the guest child would be curious, almost on the same level, um, so it would not be quite as much as a possess- of a possessive thing. But they would both be discovering this new thing at the same time. So and it's that was fun.
2: old is new. Rotate, you know. Parents should always rotate their toys once a month because bring have, out something point. old, it's new. Also, you know what else? I I love to tell parents to do: make a toy timeout box. Instead of putting your child in timeout, put the toy in timeout if the kids are having a fight and, you know, they both want the same toy. And set a kitchen timer and that toy can come out, you know, or maybe it stays there overnight depending on what the situation is.
1: I like that. What a good point of view that is. Because I think you're, that, that just gives that a whole different twist, Blythe, and that's really brilliant. Thank you. I
2: I love that tip. That was one of my favorites. and One of my favorites to use because then it does take the focus. You know, you don't want to shame children and you don't want to make them feel bad because part of their development is learning to share that everything isn't mine, even though toddlers Mm -hmm. think so. So it's a great way to, you know, not make them feel bad.
1: Right, right. When there's a change in a family, there's going to be behavioral issues, Blythe. How do you help a little one? And, of course, there again, it just depends because it if it's 12 months, 14 months, 16 months, 18 months, there's going to be a vast difference in what a child is capable of. Um, if you're talking with about a year-and-a-half child, a year-old child, um, and all of a sudden there's either a move or mom is deployed, let's say, there's going to be some outbursts. How do you help a child through some of those difficult behavior things? And we've got a quick break coming up, um, so we might have to flow into the other side, but we can start it anyway. Well,
2: quickly, you know what, depending on the child, if your child's having a meltdown, and, you know, a lot of times babies, you know, one year old just have a tantrum. They don't know why. You know, we have mm-hmm. dead days. They don't know why. Mommy's not there anymore. Daddy's not there anymore. It's not. Don't ever try to reason with them. Maybe they just need a hug. Some kids just need you to take them in their arms and give them a hug and let them know it's okay. Other children want you to kind of leave them alone, you know, unless they're they're throwing things and really out of control. Mm -hmm. But you know, you want to. First of all, you want to see if one of the behavior issues are tantrums. You want to make sure that it's not something else, they're not cutting their molars, they're not starving, they need a snack, they're not, you know, they didn't get a good night's sleep or a good nap. When there's tantrums, just tantrums in toddlers per se, not from a family that has a deployed parent, Mm -hmm. tantrums come for lots of reasons and you have to go down the list and you have to see if the tantrums come at the same time. Um, You know, if you're in the grocery store and your toddler's having a tantrum, I had one parent say she would look at the toddler and go, anybody know whose kid this is? (laughs) That's not a
1: good thing to do! (laughs) I know, I get a little impatient sometimes when the parent will say, they're going to come over here and yell at you if you don't stop this. And I'm thinking to myself, no, I got, that kid can have a meltdown, I don't care. And no, it's like, who's coming over? <laughs> I know, sometimes you just have to pick up that gallon of milk, whether the kid is screaming or not, and you don't want to have to put a child through that. But then there are times when if you know it's 4.30 in the afternoon and that child is not uh, capable of behaving because they're just tired and they need their nap or whatever, maybe you need to go and get the milk a little later instead or find a different time to do your shopping. And that's mm-hmm. not easy when you're home alone with this child and you don't have the resources. So it's always very, very difficult challenge to weigh out. Do I go and have the child... I know that my kids to this day, remember, they were probably in, like, first and third grade, and they weren't behaving in the grocery store, and I left the cart right there at the checkout, and I said, I'm sorry, and both kids were over my shoulder, and we walked out without a single thing, and I had to go back and shop later. I can remember doing that, too,
2: but I have, when we come back from the commercial, I have a couple of tips for the grocery store specifically that could help.
1: Oh, perfect. I love it. We're going to talk uh, after the break. We have Blythe Lippman with us, and what a delightful lady this is. If you have not read her books or if you have not listened to her show, please do tune in. She has over 25 years of experience in the field and cared for over 1,000 babies, and I bet it's even more than that. She's helped new and expectant parents gain the confidence they need to enjoy and care for their little miracles. We'll have more with Blythe after this.
5: Have you got kids? Need a little help dealing with your everyday battles? Is it time for you to call in reinforcements? Then join us each week for Mommy Warriors Live as longtime mob bloggers Alyssa Banco
1: and Nicole Perry share their informative and hilarious stories from the front lines of parenthood. Armed with nothing but Band-Aids, some tissue, and a half-charged cell phone, there's no parenting battle the Mommy Warriors
5: can't solve. Tune in each Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time for another episode of Mommy Warriors Live. Shh, listen, something is
4: brewing. The beautiful business evolution is coming. The way we do business is about to change for the better, forever. This is real business at its very best. On Beautiful Business Radio, you will learn what it means to truly prosper, how to nourish yourself and your business, how to earn what you deserve and make a difference in the world.
3: Put a boot in your ass, it's the American way. Hey, Uncle Sam, put your name at the top of his list. And a statue
0: of Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd.
1: Welcome back, everyone. This is Robin Boyd with you today uh, with our guest, Blythe Lippman. She is the author of Help My Baby Came Without Instructions, as well as Help My Toddler Came Without Instructions. And I got to tell you, this these guidelines have been uh, such great help for so many parents and and caregivers, because sometimes it's not even just uh, the parents. If there is a caretaker who all of a sudden is a caretaker, like in the military, and all of a sudden parents are deployed and, and suddenly uh, another relative or, or someone becomes a caretaker and hasn't been in a while. <laughs> that is one of the greatest gifts that someone could give is to share one of Blythe's books and give them the tips. Um, and I want to let people know that there are many opportunities to connect with Blythe if you go to her website, Baby Instructions. Dot com. That's instructions, plural, because there's lots of instructions there, as well as uh, finding her phone number. Her phone appointments are, are certainly a very valuable um, resource for people to use. Her telephone number is 480-510-1453. She's out in the Phoenix, Arizona area and uh, is certainly welcome to give you a call. Isn't it a wonderful world, Blythe? I could be having difficulty with my toddler here in New Hampshire and call you up and you could help me doesn't matter.
2: It's, it's great. You know what? There's so many resources for so many things in this world. You know, we can say all we want about technology, but there's good and bad, and yep. we still have the phone, so I think we should never get rid of the phone, as far as I'm mm. concerned.
1: <laughs> oh, I agree. Because it's true. Sometimes just picking up the phone and calling a friend and saying... Oh, you know I have heard this over and over and over and over again, and I 'm just going to scream and you know what are you listening to and all of a sudden you're laughing about it and you're doing a little grown up talk and 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 all of a sudden, you 've got the strength to listen to it one more time. It was kind of funny. I know we want to get into uh go back to talking about the grocery store, but i have to, I had a post on Facebook happened to be watching Ferris Bueller. And when our kids were little, we used to watch that. We had a tape of it when the kids were little. And we would watch the the parade scene over and over and over again with Ferris singing Twist and Shout. And we would dance in the living room. And we would stand on the couch like we were the ones on the float. And we would do the whole thing. And we would just laugh and giggle. And I just posted that on, on Facebook. I had so many people commenting on how either they thought that was... You know, there was a like on it or I remember that or both my kids piped up and said, oh, my God, that record must have been worn out. It's just little things like dancing to a movie or a video um, that makes an afternoon kind of special. And what a great memory, too, because that's that's what it's about. You know, it's not the toys and it's not the it's it's not what you buy. It's your presence. Oh, absolutely, and I got to tell you, you know, when we were talking about the little meltdowns, um, there were many times when we could avert a meltdown by just maybe pulling a child away, and I'm not only talking about my own children, but when I was a teacher, uh, sometimes it's just giving that child a little bit of time to regroup, and they don't quite know how or why. But it, sometimes it did mean just one of us taking a child aside and giving them that space and giving them the opportunity to maybe verbalize what they couldn't at the time. And, of course, if they're very little, they might not be able to verbalize, but at least be able to communicate in some way um, that little alone time is really important. Blythe, you said you had some tips, and I got to tell you, after you give us some tips, I got to tell you what I would be like in the grocery store, but um, (laughs) let's talk a little bit about about getting through the grocery store in, in one piece. You
2: know, what you said is true. If you don't have to go to the grocery store with your children, your little ones, don't. I mean, even though Uh, There was a there was a quote that said, you know, you're a mother when going to the grocery store with three kids is a uh, without the kids is a vacation. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Which is so funny. But two tips that I love for the grocery store, you know, so many times parents work all day and then they pick their child up from preschool and yes, they need the milk on the way home. One of my favorites is always have a healthy snack in your purse, whether it's a little cheese and crackers, whether mm-hmm. it's a string cheese. You know, food works wonders with toddlers, but most of the time they always want to eat. And if you can give them something or grab it at the grocery store. Also, I tell my, my parents to go to the dollar store and pick up a couple age appropriate toys just for the grocery store and keep them in your purse. Or a little book or something and keep it in your purse. And if your child starts to act up, give them this toy that they don't see all the time. third of all, if you have a toddler that's a little older and a walker, Mm -hmm. go let them walk down the aisle with their own little cart if you have the time. Mm -hmm. And if you use coupons, give them a coupon and go to the right aisle and ask them to find what's on the picture. Mm -hmm. Anything to... You know, change what you're doing, kind of change it up if you have the time. So those are a couple things. Also, if you go down one of the aisles and say, can you find something? Can you find something for mommy that's red? Or let's find some beans or show me where the bread is, you know, just Mm -hmm. to, to redirect them. If they're kind of grumpy, that works
1: great. And there again too, Blythe. Depending on the age, if you're just talking with little little ones, I would talk about colors up and down the aisle. How many times can we find a red a red box, or how many times can we find a blue box, or can you find um, a happy face, or can you find you know what or a, a Corn, whatever it would be, we would try to find it, you know, so sort to of be like a little mini scavenger hunt. That was something that I did when they were very, very little. And then <laughs> I told you I'd let you know what it was like for me. I am four foot eight inches tall, I am very, very short. What I would do is I would put the two kids in a cart of their own, with their own, like you said, the grocery store toys, because that was new for them, or a new book, we would just go to the library and there would be a new book that they would have. They would sit in the one cart and I would grab the other cart behind me and drag it along and put all my groceries in there, because with two kids inevitably someone was either going to sit on the chips or they were going to take a can and say can I help mommy and throw it in on top of the (laughs) bread or (laughs) whatever and until Ross was old enough to really be the one who could go off and say all right go get the oatmeal for me or go get the frozen peas for me (laughs) yep they were in the one cart but that's how I because my husband worked uh, a lot of hours at the time, and I didn't have him to watch the kids while I was going grocery shopping. So I had to do it alone. And that's yeah. how I got through. <laughs> you know what? And it's not
2: bribery. It's
1: redirection. There you go. <laughs> that is, I think, if anybody comes away with anything from this show, there you go. Redirection. I love it, Blythe.
2: It's true. And toddlers are really easy to redirect. You know, make it fun. They want fun and they want to be in charge. You know, how many times have you seen the commercial with the hide and seek and then, you know, dad's eating the macaroni and cheese and forgets to go find the child, but he's still having fun hiding.
1: <laughs> I love it. And then there, there are times that you just have to say, all right, this behavior is unacceptable and we're just going to either stop or leave or or have a consequence and i think it's not a matter of punishment but like you say sometimes it's just a matter of this child just isn't capable of of handling this right now yeah, and it's true and you make yourself crazy and it is
2: like you said it's okay to leave let him drink yep. water for a night water for a night is okay
1: right right I think um, there, there certainly are times, and that's when having the neighbor next door is, is wonderful because then you can say, hey, do you, have, do you have a cup of milk I could borrow until <laughs> tomorrow because we had a meltdown at the grocery store and we had to leave. <laughs> you no, know, also, don't
2: be worried. This is, don't even pay attention to the looks. You're going to, you know, if your child does that in the store, wherever you are, people look at you, just smile. Mm -hmm. And the ones that come up to you and try to tell you what to do, because a lot of times parents will go, you know, if if that was my child, I would do this. You just say, okay, thank you. (laughs) Walk away. But the embarrassing thing is when your toddler looks at somebody and goes, mommy, look at that lady. She's really fat.
1: Yeah. I would get the, the points a lot because I was so short. Look at that lady. She's so little or she's so short. And you know, you'd get the finger points, but that's okay in that, how precious that this child is looking and is aware and if somebody is really offended by a comment that a a little one makes, that's their problem, not yours. Absolutely. It's a teaching moment.
2: Everybody's different. Some of us
1: are bigger, some of us are smaller. Isn't it true? Blythe, we have had a wonderful hour, and I want people to tune in to you. Do, who you have this week coming on the show?
2: Oh, I have a wonderful guest, Michael Gardner from doTERRA Essential Oils, and he has tips everything from curing morning sickness to ear infections using essential oils. And I have to say, he sent me a whole sample full, and I've been using them, and it's just great. I love his oil, so I can't wait to talk to him about all the remedies that you can use without have going with the antibiotics.
1: Oh, how wonderful. There is so much to uh, all, either alternative medicine or um, all of the sort of, I guess you could say home remedies. They, there's so many things that we could be doing just to keep us healthy instead of worrying about the the uh, artificial things. I can't wait to hear him. Me neither. He's a really
2: nice guy and he knows his stuff with this essential oil. I mean, I wish I knew this. My one of my kids had ear Lindsay had to have tubes in her ears. She constantly had ear infections. Oh boy, gosh. I
1: years ago, who knew? Yeah, that's right. So many advances have come come along. And um, I'm so glad that there's a lot of good information like this readily available. So if you are not in an area where you have access to a lot of these resources, at least you can go on the internet and listen to Blythe's show on Wednesday, 11 a.m. Eastern. And uh, right on our Toganet Network, Blythe, thank you for being with us today. Great. Thank you so much,
2: Robin. This was so much fun. And Sandra, breathe and eat chocolate. Yes. (laughs) In that LA
1: traffic. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Time to put your feet up, dear. And we hope all of you have enjoyed visiting with Blythe as I have. I love Blythe. And uh, we will be back next week. We have Suzanne Phillips with us. Dr. Suzanne Phillips is a psychologist and group therapist, and she is always a wealth of information for us as we uh, go through a lot of the challenges that military family life presents to us so we look forward to chatting with Dr. Suzanne and again join life every Wednesday on baby and toddler instructions and do visit her website at babyinstructions.com thanks for being with us today we hope you have a great week everyone take care Bye bye.